It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche 3-2. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And Dan, we'll get to the game in just a second, but I did want to get your reaction to the news earlier today that the Golden Knights will take it outdoors on January 1st, 2024 in the Winter Classic in Seattle against the Kraken. Yeah, you think they'll have the roof open for that? (laughs) (laughs) They better, you know. It's like it's not an outdoor game unless the roof is open. But at least I suppose they'll keep the roof closed to help prepare the ice so that the conditions are good there. I mean, it rains a lot in Seattle. It's a little temperate, so probably not snow, but you hope that they'll keep the roof closed and then open it up so that, uh, you know, during the game that it's open air. And then I wonder about the broadcast position. (laughs) When we were in Lake Tahoe a couple of years ago, it was really cool being right on the ice, the radio Mm -hmm. position. You know, Connor McGahey, the terrific radio voice of the Avalanche, he and I were kind of just to the left of the penalty boxes. And then the uh, television broadcast with Mike Tirico and company, they were to the right of the uh, penalty boxes. And so we were looking at the benches. And it was just spectacular. But, you know, I remember Mike Tirico saying to me before the game, hey, Dan, when the puck is down at your end of the ice, you text me what's happening, and I'll text you (laughs) when the puck is down at my end of the ice. So it is one of those weird things. It's a strange way to call a game when you're right up against the glass. I don't know how they'll arrange things, of course, at T-Mobile Park, the home of the Mariners. But, yeah, really exciting that uh, the Knights would be in the second one in just their seventh season next year. It'll be, of course, the first for Seattle. And that will leave uh, just three teams left, although Carolina is playing one this year. So at that point, it'll be two teams without uh, an outdoor game, Florida and Columbus. But excited to be part of that and a budding rivalry between the Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. So very excited for that. And I hear the NHL throws a fun New Year's Eve party. (laughs) So uh, turning our attention now to the game, obviously the Golden Knights get a big two points to start 2023 against Colorado. Uh, And to me, you look at the penalty kill, holding the, the Avalanche to, to no goals on five power play opportunities. To me, that, that penalty kill for the Golden Knights is starting to become a penalty kill you can rely upon to, to, to really change momentum for you. Yes. And I think that with the six shots that did make it through to Logan Thompson, he was very good. Mm-hmm. And in the first period, he you know obviously gave up a goal 25 seconds in and looked maybe not totally zeroed in. The first period, but very much so uh, later on. I mean, there you know there was uh, there were that there was that penalty kill in the first period, and I wonder if that five on three drew him into it. You know, it was a it was a very brief five on three, but basically you had four consecutive minutes roughly of power play time for the Avs. I wonder if that drew him into it, and then as the game went on, Logan looked very very good. I thought, and you know, from Bruce Cassidy's standpoint. In trying to manage minutes for his top-line players, he thought about trying to work depth players into those special teams' roles. Mm -hmm. But as he has talked about recently, when you see Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson together, when you see Riley Smith and William Carlson together, how do you not go back to those guys? You know, on the blue line, yeah, Petrangelo and McNabb, just tremendous. I mean, they each... Uh, led the Golden Knights in shorthanded minutes today, just under six minutes each. Stevenson and Stone not far behind. So to me, when you look at the players who are involved, it's the guys the Knights have leaned on. 
you want the injured players to get back and healthy. But, you know, Bruce knows who's getting the job done. And then I think other teams must be cognizant of the shorthanded chances that the Knights seem to generate every game. So they've got to be slightly, slightly more conservative. And the Avalanche have a couple of their big guns out, too. Still very good, as we mentioned, seventh best power play in the league, even without some of their regulars. When you look at the Golden Knights, I think obviously we, we spent a great deal early on in the season talking about their second periods. They were minus in that period, and it was really where teams were, were building momentum in their favor. Uh, the last few games, tonight especially, I think the Golden Knights were excellent in the second period. Is there anything you're noticing that's different, or is this just a matter of the Golden Knights kind of putting things together? That's a great question, and I'm not sure, just like we didn't have a good answer as to why they were struggling in the second. You know, why is it now that they're kind of turning things around? And you mentioned the last game against Nashville, they scored two, gave up zero. Today, they scored two, gave up zero. I think there's a great deal of puck management and knowing the situation, and uh, you've got important players that are making important choices right now. All right, great stuff, Dan. Let's head to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Well, we saw that earlier in the year, and it sure helped us get going, get off on the right foot. Um, had a run there at the start, uh, and it was all three of them, and Coley the other night, and now now Nick. And so, you, you listen, you need secondary scoring to win in this league. It's tough. And ask Colorado tonight, right? Their top guys scored for them. They probably needed one from, from someone else, and we were able to do that tonight. And Amel steps up again, too. Now he's playing with the, on the top line to do that, but still. So... Uh, happy to see Nick get rewarded. I think those, those three guys, they work hard. He plays in all situations, PK late in the game, um, power play. So, uh, again, he's, a, he's an important guy for us. And, you know, you go that long without scoring, it can affect you mentally. You're a forward, right? And, and it bothers you. So I was happy to see him uh, get, not, not only get one, but get, I mean, the, the extra one was turns out to be the game winner. What did you think was the difference for your group tonight? Well, they, they got off to a good start, obviously, and we, uh, we didn't let that get to us. you you, you got to be careful that one doesn't turn into two and three with a high-octane line like them. I think we checked them well after that. Um, and then third period, we had a lull where they, they had a good push. Uh, but I thought our second period was a difference. You know, you take a lead into the third on the road, played a real good second. Um, you know, the last goal, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I assume it's in. That's what they call. We're on the wrong side of every call. We killed five power plays. Uh, so give our guys credit for digging in. <clears throat> how impressed have you been with how quickly your group's been able to get games back when things have gone wrong? I know that was something you preached early on. Well, the, you know, that's the veteran guys have to step up and um, a speak up and then demonstrate on the ice, lead by example. And, and how you do that is typically, you know, manage the puck so you're not giving them easy opportunities, have some discipline to stay out of the box. Um, the teams don't get on those extended runs on and you need goaltending right like a goalie has to forget the first goal that went in or whatever goal went in and get get ready to make the next save so um you know that that was that was good for us after the the first goal i think we got back to our game and or to our game sorry because it happened so quick and um and then i thought we you know we were a pretty good team after that till like i said the last seven eight minutes they they really pushed hard and we were able to you know get it to the finish line nice is that having your top line playing with the confidence they have well, they've been good all year. Mark Stone's a good player in this league. I think he's going to play well every night. Um, Stevie is, I didn't know as well, and he's moved from the wing when Eichel was healthy and now now back into the middle. Um, and, and they've been excellent for us. Again, guys that play on both sides of the puck, a last minute, PK, power play. So we got to be a little careful. We don't run them out there too much, but at the end of the day, uh, they're well-conditioned. They can do it. 
Amadio goes up and it's been real hot on their line. He's a guy that can add some offense, so that's a nice find for us as well. And I think to sustain seasons when you have as many guys as we have out, a lot like the Avs, right? You need guys to get in there. You need your top guys to produce and other guys to sort of follow. You know, your leaders lead, your followers follow, and I think we've, we've, we've seen that with our group. That was Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 3-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas improves to 26-12 and 254 points on the year with this victory. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2. In Denver, Vegas starts 2023 off with a big victory over the defending Stanley Cup champions. Vegas 26, 12, and 2, 54 points tops in the Pacific Division, tops in the Western Conference. So starting off right for the Vegas Golden Knights. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Byron Fraze played today for the Vegas Golden Knights and Caden Korzak made his season debut, picked up a point in this game. Daniil Mirmanov unable to go on the back end for the Golden Knights. So when you look at who's out of the lineup for Vegas, it's, it's rough. There's nine players out of the lineup right now. No Jack Eichel, no Jonathan Marcheseau, no Paul Cotter, no Pavel Dorofiev. Now, on the forward front, I, I think that there are some players closer to returning for the Golden Knights on this upcoming seven-game homestand. So ideally, if you're Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights, you're going to get some players back in the lineup that you can utilize on this homestand. If you're able to get a Jack Eichel and a Jonathan Marcheseau back, a Paul Cotter back, that's going to be huge. Now, on the back end, it gets a little bit murkier for the Golden Knights. You know Zach Whitecloud's out longer term, Shea Theodore out uh, week to week at this point, but it doesn't feel like Shea's on the horizon. Then, of course, Daniil Mirmanov goes out unable to play tonight's game, and, and then you're, you're looking at uh, Alec Martinez. No real update just yet on Alec Martinez. So for the Golden Knights, obviously the thing you're looking for in 2023 is better health, more health, especially in the back half of this season because you've got off to such a great start through the first half of 2022-23. You've got to be able to finish it strong, and part of that has to do with getting healthy up front and on the back end. But in saying that, you've got to give a lot of credit to the players that have come in and done the job. You know, Braden Pahal has been steady. Caden Korzak, I thought, was really good. Daniil Maranoff injured at the moment, but really stepped into a role and has delivered for the Golden Knights. So what you're looking for right now, again, is is to acknowledge those contributions but get to a point with health where you, you are able to ice the lineup you envisioned icing at the beginning of the season. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and the Avalanche got Nathan McKinnon back in the lineup over the weekend, and it took him just 25 seconds to open the scoring tonight. Picked up by Arturi Lekkinen. Guides it out to the far side. Rantanen and McKinnon break in. A right wing shot, they score. Nathan McKinnon just 25 seconds into the contest. Colorado off and running. 
ninth goal of the year for Nathan McKinnon. The assist to Miko Rantanen and Arturi Lekin just 25 seconds in made it one to nothing Colorado. The Golden Knights would take a pair of penalties. A strong penalty kill would propel them, build some momentum, and then Keegan Kolasar and Andreas Englund drop the gloves for a spirited fight. Goes off somebody at the side of the Golden. To it goes William Carlson, and we've got a scrap. Kolasar goes after Andreas Englund. Kolasar locked up tight. Couple of right cross attempts. Anglin got his right arm free. Still locked up here. They're trying to punch, just not enough space. Now Anglin got his right over the top. Kolasar with a couple of rights. Helmets are still on. Oh! Brutal uppercut from Kolasar. Anglin was rattled. His helmet has come off. Kolasar is still on. Anglin, a couple of hard jabs at the kidneys. Kolasar hanging in, grabs the collar. They're tiring now. Anglin comes over the top, grabs the jersey up against the glass in the corner, and the linesmen jump in. A lot of energy to be built off of the heels of that Keegan Colasar Andreas Englund fight, and the Golden Knights would get their goal back shortly after Miko Ranton and ripped the shot off the post. Vegas got into transition, and Michael Amadio deflected Nick Higgs' point shot past Alexander Georgiev. Knights into the zone. Stevenson bumped as he came across the line with a puck. Stone a drop back. Higgs shoots and scores! Mike Amadio buzzing through the crease. Got a piece. And the Knights tie at 1-1. What a sequence with three minutes to go in the first period. Sixth goal of the year for Michael Amadio. The assist to Nick Haig and Mark Stone. 17-02 of the first period tied the game at one. We'd head to the second period all knotted up and the Golden Knights were looking to take a lead and put together another strong second period. They did just that as Nick Waugh scored his first goal in 17 games. From three feet away from the crease. Now Waugh shoots and he scores! Right on cue! Nick Waugh in a career-worst 13-point skid in points. A 17-game skid in goals. Finds the back of the net from close range. Knights take a 2-1 lead. Nick was sixth of the year from Keegan Kolasar and Caden Korzak. 7-14 of the second period made it 2-1 Vegas. And later on in the period, the fourth line got it going again as Nick was scored his second goal of the period, tipping a Will Carrier shot home. Vegas coming ahead. Wah steers it right. A shot from Carrier. They score! On a delayed penalty, the Knights strike, take a 3-1 lead. Carrier from the right wing circle gets it through his 11th goal of the season. Deflection goal for Nick Waugh, the assist to Will Carrier and Alex Petrangelo. 14-46 of the second period made it 3-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take a lead into the third period, 15-1-0. Take, taking a lead into the third period so far this season and you knew that the Avalanche were going to push they did a broken play in front of Logan Thompson turned into a scramble and eventually a goal for Miko Rantanen defending right circle loose puck side of the net Thompson reaching with his right arm somehow managed to keep it out McKinnon furious pointing at the back of the net the referee says no he had stopped play the top line Lekkinen, McKinnon, and Rantanen attacking the net. Haig had been tied up with Lekkinen, yeah. right circle, went off of Petrangelo and tore the goal, and then Rantanen was trying to force it through, and McKinnon telling the referee that it had gone in. 
crowd seeing a video on the scoreboard from overhead. Upon video review, the puck crossed the goal line before the whistle. So it's a goal. That wild scramble brought the Avalanche to within one. It was three to two. The Golden Knights, Miko Rantanen's 25th of the year from Arturi Lekkonen and Nathan McKinnon at 11.07 of the third period. And for Vegas, it was time to bend but not break. And they were able to do that by virtue of this save. Logan Thompson, our AAA insurance save of the game. Run around behind the goal and up to the high slot now. McCarr skating all over the place with speed. Down to the right goal line, centering pass Taves, blocked. Side of the net, banging away, loose in front, kicked away, a shot attempt, kicked aside. Thompson shoving it left, another try, kick save. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So thanks to that big-time save from Logan Thompson, the Avalanche still found themselves searching for the tying goal. They'd pull their goaltender, and all that was left in this game, due to the brilliance of the Golden Knights' defense, and Logan Thompson was the final call. Another stalemate. It's right at the dot. Several players fishing for it. Played to the corner, and time expires. The Golden Knights win 3-2. 3-2, the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche to improve to 26-12 and 254 points on the year. Tops in both the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. Vegas next in action on Thursday at 7 o'clock against the Pittsburgh Penguins from T-Mobile Arena. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche. 3-2, the final score in favor of Vegas. Vegas 26, 12, and 254 points on the year. As I mentioned, tops in the Pacific Division, tops in the Western Conference. Uh, Vegas did what they needed to do going on the road. And, and this was an interesting game for a number of different reasons because you know Nathan McKinnon scores just 25 seconds in, and it could have snowballed on the Golden Knights. It, it really could have snowballed. You, you have an avalanche team that is in a similar situation to, to what the Golden Knights are going through right now with injuries. The Avs are depleted. There's no real other way to look at it. Now, they're getting healthier, but they're still a depleted lineup in the same way the Golden Knights are depleted. You look at the top end of the Colorado Avalanche, they don't have it. Now, the other aspect of it, too, is you're talking about really strong defensemen out of the lineup for Colorado as well. Again, same thing for the Golden Knights. And I think for Vegas, like you go through two seasons where you're battling through injuries. You've got to have a next-man-up mentality. And I think that you're well-served in these moments because you've got a lot of experience going through it. The other thing for me with Vegas is even though Nathan McKinnon scored on the first shot of the game, the Colorado Avalanche had just one high-danger chance in the first period at 5-on-5. Five five. Second period, Colorado Avalanche, even strength. So 4-on-4, four 5-on-5, four, five five, anytime it was evenly played in terms of strength. The Golden Knights were dominant. Just, again, just one high-danger chance for the Colorado Avalanche. When you are allowing just two high-quality scoring chances against, 
to the defending Stanley Cup champions who do have Kale McCarr in the lineup, who do have Miko Rantanen in the lineup, and Nathan McKinnon in the lineup. When you're able to be better than the Avalanche, regardless of what they've got at 5-on-5, and you're able to take away and constrict the offensive chances that those players can get, that gives you an idea of where the Golden Knights are right now defensively, especially when you factor in you've got Nick Haig, Alex Petrangelo, Braden McNabb. Those are it. Those are the three NHL defensemen you started this season with in your regular lineup. Without Shea Theodore, without Zach Whitecloud, without Alec Martinez, the Golden Knights were able to string together large stretches in this game where they just took away offensive chances from the Colorado Avalanche. And and that's what you need to do to win during these periods where you don't have your absolute top end in the lineup. You don't have the Jack Eichels to kind of outscore mistakes or if you need a big goal to go out there and get you one. And, and, and more than anything else, I think that's the, the area of the game we all wanted to see more of from the Golden Knights. That was the area of the game where you, need, you bring in Bruce Cassidy, you understand how good and how well his teams play defensively, how structured they are, and you look at a stretch just like this one right now That structure gets you points. That structure can win you hockey games. It's not going to be the most exciting thing in the world, but it's going to be simple and effective, and it's going to get the job done. And the Golden Knights were able to get the job done tonight against the Colorado Avalanche to start 2023 on the right foot. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2, the final score. Vegas, a big-time win to start 2023 over the defending Stanley Cup champions. The Golden Knights 26-12-2, and 54 points on the year tops in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. Nathan McKinnon scores 25 seconds in. That could have been a headline because for the Golden Knights, that could have been a situation that snowballed. All of a sudden, Colorado getting a little bit healthier. You got Nathan McKinnon in the lineup for his second game. You start to feel good. You're cooking with something. But the Golden Knights then have a couple of back-to-back penalty kills that I think stem the tide for them. The Golden Knights penalty kill has been nothing short of dominant over the last six, seven games. They have been so good. And you kill off five penalties today. That's massive. And the Golden Knights are a little bit more aggressive on their penalty kill, relying on their best players. And you've got to do that, especially when you're just trying to find ways to put the puck uh, in the back of the net and you're trying to get wins on the board, bank points. And I thought the Golden Knights' penalty kill fueled them early. And then you just stick with the game plan. All of a sudden, the Golden Knights are the better team. They're creating higher quality scoring chances, better scoring chances, dangerous scoring chances. And you finally get rewarded in the second period, Nick Waugh with a pair of goals. The fact that the Golden Knights right now are scoring goals in the second period, they're not getting hemmed into their own zone, they're showing improvement there, that's big going into the back half of this season. And then you bend and you don't break. 
the Golden Knights did not break in the third period, and it, it, it ends up gaining them two points in the standings with 54 points, just one game shy of the halfway mark in this season. The Golden Knights are next in action on Thursday at 7 o'clock against the Pittsburgh Penguins. A seven-game homestand for the Vegas Golden Knights kicked off that day. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 in Denver. That means through two games in the season series. The Colorado Avalanche have won it in T-Mobile Arena 3-2, and the Golden Knights have beaten Colorado 3-2 in Denver. So for Vegas, it's a big-time way to start 2023, regardless of how depleted the Avalanche were. And I say that mainly because the Golden Knights were as depleted, if not more so depleted, than Colorado was tonight. you got to find ways to win. And over the course of 2022, the Golden Knights have struggled with that and come through the other side with that in various ways dealing with injuries but i think today tonight's game to me felt different for the golden knights in that they really doubled down on the things you have to do when you are missing key offensive players from your team key defensive players from your team you got to double down on your team structure and i thought the structure tonight for the golden knights was as good as it's been all season long. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. This is your post-game show. It's a first-place Golden Knights team, and they just beat the defending Stanley Cup champions. Wall-to-wall calls. Let's do it. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hey, first of all, Ryan, repeat that post-game injury report for us, please. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see if I forget one. Uh, Jack Eichel, not in the lineup. Jonathan Marshall, not in the lineup. Paul Cotter, not in the lineup. Pavel Dorfiev, not in the lineup. Zach Whitecloud, not in the lineup. Uh, Shea Theodore, not in the lineup. Alec Martinez, not in the lineup. Uh, and then Daniil Mirmanoff, not in the lineup. So, I think you nailed you it. There it is. <laughs> it's just amazing. It really is. Two games in a row are beyond description. And can I hedge my bet just a little, uh, first of all, by saying, let's have these two teams play for the Campbell Cup in, uh, at the end of the season. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I, I think you mean the Stanley Cup, right? I, I, well, I would, they can't play for the Stanley Cup. They can no, play for the Campbell. Well, okay, yeah, that's fine. I, 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 sorry about that. I misunderstood. Um, it would be cool to see Colorado and Vegas for all the marbles to see who's going to the Stanley Cup final uh, in the Western Conference. That being said, the Colorado Avalanche, to me, are, are going to be a team that, that might bleed through into the, the, the wild card in the Pacific Division. Like, I think the Golden Knights, or really any team that wins the Pacific Division, might have to seriously consider needing to play against the Colorado Avalanche in the first round of the playoffs. Like, there's your reward for being great in the Pacific Division. You get the defending Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> not much of a reward there. Uh, one other thing, you've got 
seven home games and seven road games in the month of January, a perfect match. You've already banked two on the road. Now, considering our home record, give me some sort of feel for what you think is going to happen in the next 14. Um, I... Mike, I think the Golden Knights have turned the corner at home. I, I, I mean, I, I know that that's kind of pie in the sky, and, and, and that's to be expected, I suppose, here. But you know, the Golden Knights are, are, have won their last three home games. They've been able to put up five goals uh, in those home games. Like, I think the Golden Knights have turned the corner at home. I do believe they're going to get healthier up front first, maybe the back end by the end of it. But to me, I, I think the Golden Knights have, have really kind put together a strong run of play on home ice and a lot of it has to do with the stuff we talked about today their structure it's been really good and they haven't been allowing a lot of quality scoring chances against okay well by the time we hit that road for new york new jersey we may be okay and that's what you're saying i I, i'm all for it yeah i again i i think that you know there's there's always going to be a push and pull and a give and take when you've got the players out of the lineup that the golden knights do but I think they're playing better at home. I think the extra practice, allowing them to work on the details and dialing in the defensive side of the game is where the Golden Knights are going to make their greatest strides. And I think you're starting to see the groundwork laid there as evidence with tonight's win. Well, there's nothing on the horizon, just to be sure, about the return of half of our defense that you know of, correct? Well, I'm sorry, say it one more time there, Mike. The, the, the half of the defense that is out, there's uh-huh. nothing on the horizon about their return. Uh, I, I don't think so. Zach Whitecloud is longer term, right, month to month. So I, I think that you're, you're probably looking at maybe trade deadline if you want to speculate. Shea Theodore is week to week. That seems closer, but I don't think it's on the horizon. Um, and then there's no real update on Alec Martinez um, as, as to what we might expect there. And same thing really with Daniil Miramanov. So I, I would argue, just kind of based on what we know, Martinez and Miramanov might be the two closest, but that's speculating at this point. Would you play this hand if you were Kelly, or would you go out and try to get a defenseman? I don't think you, I don't think you make a trade right now. I, I, re- I really don't. I know okay. we've talked about this a couple of times. I don't think you ever want to make a trade to respond to an injury. Because that, that, that's where you get yourself into trouble of not addressing the actual need of the team, but you're addressing something to kind of patch you over. And then you've still got to work those players back into the lineup when everyone's healthy. I, I don't think that you need to rush a decision on a trade unless you start falling out of playoff contention. Okay, I'll be the first to throw out a number. Let's get 11 points out of the seven home games coming up. Yeah, that works for me. Thanks for the call, Mike. Uh, I I think, again, I really do believe that the Golden Knights have turned the corner on on their their struggles to win hockey games on home ice. But, you know, a lot of that also has to do with whether or not they continue to get healthier. And I believe that that is on the horizon, at least in terms of their forward group coming up on this seven-game homestand. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm I'm doing well. So, uh, great to see Nick Waugh finally hit the back of the net, net and twice even. Mm-hmm. Um, wish he could have gotten the, the hat trick at the end, but you know what? A win is a win, and I'm not going to get greedy. Um, one of the things that, uh, at least the last three games, that has been t- trending really positive is the uh, second period. 
mm-hmm. we have outscored our opponent, all three of them, and that's not something that has been able to be said for feels like forever. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I you know, the second period to me has really been where the Golden Knights have taken the, the largest strides. Obviously, you look at it from a plus-minus perspective, and they're scoring goals, they're not allowing goals. That's great to see, but it's more the way they've been playing. They haven't been caught on uh, on line changes. They haven't been kind of hemmed into their own zone. They've been able to kill plays down low, chip pucks off the wall, get into the neutral zone, get a deep play in the offensive zone. Like The details in the Golden Knights game in the second period have been really good of late, and it's it's building a momentum in the middle of the game. That's where they need it most. Yeah, it, and it you know when they're able to go into that third period with the lead or or tied, it, it seems to end better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, getting that second period under control has been so so helpful. Um, just yeah, glad glad that we could start the new year off with a win, and uh, can't wait to see many more. Let me ask you. Um, uh-oh. Winter Classic. Excited about it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm very excited. I, I think it's lots of fun. Um, I wish, you know, obviously I don't, I don't think it would quite work here in Vegas, but I, I wish <laughs> it was closer because I would love to go to it. But um, I think it's really awesome. I think it's great to showcase the new two newest teams in the league mm-hmm. and show that hockey can be popular anywhere. Yeah, you're, you're right on the money there, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. And I think that that's exactly what it is a showcase for the two newest teams, a showcase for an organization that has gotten it right from jump in the Vegas Golden Knights, and a showcase for the Seattle Kraken, a team that I think is going to loom large and really be a big-time player in the National Hockey League. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Doing great. I was actually at the game tonight, made the, nice. uh, made the road trip, and it, was, and it was worth it. It was awesome. Great environment. Mm-hmm. Great hockey environment. They they got good fans as well. Um, happy to see them win. Um, I gotta I gotta give one. I know you probably didn't hear it from the radio broadcast, but I gotta give a, a little shade to the public address announcer for the the Avalanche because uh, according to him, the, the guys who scored the goals for Vegas tonight, their names were Michael Amadio and Nick Roy. I don't know who they are, but I mean, he did it twice. He did it all three goals. It was pretty embarrassing that he didn't do his homework. I noticed that. I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, um, that's, that's interesting. Second thing, what did you think about what, – what was that? No, I said that's interesting. Yeah, the, the second thing was um, what did you think about Chandler Stevenson tonight? I counted five plays that made my heart, like, leave my chest. Like, he had three breakaways that didn't go his way. He missed on a one-timer that was, like, a half-empty net in the first period. And then he, he – uh, you know, he lost an edge on that play where, you know, where we actually tied the game after it, the, the puck hit the post. So Chandler Stevenson, like, I, I thought he was I thought he was good. Obviously, you kind of point to the fact that he was able to, to get three breakaway opportunities. Doesn't bury any of them, but, you know, you're still getting the chances. You're still getting the looks. Uh, to me, I think we've seen kind of the best of Chandler Stevenson down the middle of the ice, right? Like, as a center alongside Mark Stone, I feel like that's where you get the best version of Chandler Stevenson. Now, I would also argue Mark Stone, in the absence of Jack Eichel, I think is is doing more, and therefore you're starting to see a lot more of what Mark brings to the table as an individual driving a line. So 
I, I kind of feel like we're at a point now, and it's not so much because Michael Amadio keeps scoring and playing alongside these two guys, but I think you do have to ask yourself some questions. Is Chandler Stevenson a center? When you look at the, the total body of work, the points that he's putting up down the middle of the ice, and the fact that he just continues to find ways to, to build that chemistry with Mark Stone, I would say yes. Is there a way to do it that Chandler Stevenson can still center a line with Mark Stone and you can have Jack Eichel on a line when he returns that is working for you offensively and defensively? That's going to be the big question for me. Yeah, he, it was nice to see him create the opportunities, and I just felt like if he could have just buried one of those like four scoring chances that could have put the game away earlier you know, in a perfect world where, where there's no stress late game, but... Um, we still pulled through. The last mm-hmm. thing I just want to say, I just a shout-out, I mean, from my vantage point, I thought Carrier played a great game, really physical, um, created a lot of scoring opportunities, really was a leader on that fourth line, mm-hmm. and I thought Thompson was really good in a, in a tough environment and, and made some really good saves that some other goalies aren't going to make. So really happy with the performance. Yeah, right on the money there, Sal. Thank you for the call. Logan Thompson, to me, probably deserves a lot of credit for this victory mainly because you allow the first goal of the game on the first shot of the game 25 seconds into nathan mckinnon it can go south in a hurry it can get bad really really quick and logan thompson got himself in with two really really good penalty kills and then as the periods wear on and as the game wore on especially seven eight minutes left in the third period i thought logan thompson was the best player on the ice battling, competing, and finding a way to deliver two points for his hockey team. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 702-876-1340. If you've never called into the show, I challenge you right now, We made a lot of the Golden Knights' second periods early on in the season, specifically in how the Golden Knights would seemingly build a lead in the first period and it would get away from them in the second period. Are you noticing anything different right now over the course of, say, the last three, four games, four or five games, that the Golden Knights are doing differently in the second period? To me, there's a couple of things that really stand out. Today, the Golden Knights were really good at killing plays down low. They played in the offensive zone a lot. Like, that certainly helps. When you don't have to constantly defend, it's certainly easier to a degree, right, to to play well in the second period. When you're not under siege, when you're not having plays extended in your own zone, when you're when you're able to get in deep, when you're able to get behind the, the defense and, and forecheck well and, and kind of have it go back and forth, I think you're in better shape. The The other aspect to this, too, is the first 10 minutes or so, of the second period was a bit more wide open than I think you would have liked from the Golden Knights side of things. However, everything was sorted out well. Like, even though there were chances both sides, even though Colorado came in and they had some odd man rushes, the Golden Knights defended everything particularly well. They were able to keep and funnel most of it to the outside. And even though the game opened up through the neutral zone and you had back and forth chances, you didn't have really sustained zone time you were able to get the better of those exchanges because Colorado was off net and it led to and fed into the Golden Knights transition game. But on the whole, 
aside from opening things up a little bit, aside from kind of allowing the game to, to ebb and flow in that direction so that you're not hemmed in in your own zone, I think systemically the Golden Knights have been really dialed in. Killing plays down low, getting pucks out, that's been huge. And you saw how it didn't work for Vegas in the third period. You saw how inability to clear the zone, inability to kill plays down low, inability to, to get it out when you needed to in order to get a line change hurt the Golden Knights late in the third period by virtue of that Riley Smith penalty. So it's important at all times. It's important in the first period. It's important in the second period. It's important in the third period. But right now it feels like the Golden Knights' second period woes have come to an end. They are really finding ways to kill plays, get out of their own zone, get full line changes, and then put pucks in deep and go to work on the forecheck. And that's really been the big story, the big difference, and that's all about details. It's all about dialing in your game. And I would expect, again, over the course of January, with a more spread-out schedule and seven straight home games, the Golden Knights' details will only improve from here. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 in Denver. Vegas 26-12 and 254 points on the year. Next in action on Thursday at 7 o'clock against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Starts a seven-game homestand for the Vegas Golden Knights and a really important run of the schedule for Vegas. To me, they are playing better. Process on the ice has been really solid for the Golden Knights, leaning into the defensive structure you need when you are battling through as many injuries as the Golden Knights have. Stacking those games together on home ice is going to be most important for Vegas. And though this team has struggled at times on home ice, they have won their last three home games and should be feeling pretty good about where their game is at, especially if they get some of those players back into the lineup. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Angel Castro, making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air, and thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It is not as much fun for me without your input. Until Thursday night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.